Heads up! Heads up! Here's another one, and a, and another one. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Geek, geek, whoop, whoop. I ain't playing around. Make one false move, I take it down. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. So, so, so come on, come on, don't. Swung on, swung on, it's the knick-knack, paddy-whack, still riding Cadillacs, family off the streets, made my homies put the baggies back, still stacking plaques, still action-packed, and dope, I keep it flipping like acrobats, that's why I pack a Mac, that'll crack a back, cause on my waist there's more heat than the shack attack, but I ain't speaking about bowling, bowling, just thinking about brawling, till y'all start falling, we all in together now, birds of a feather now, just bought a plane, so we changing the weather now, so put your brakes on, caps, put your capes on, and knock off your block, get dropped and have your face flown, cause I'll prove it, scratch off the music, like, hey, little stupid, don't make me lose it, why you all in my ear, talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear, get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that, get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that, geek, geek, whoop, whoop. I ain't playing around, make one false move, I take it down, get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that, Him in his hand. Sent him on his way cause I ain't for that talk And no trips to the county, I ain't for that walk We split like two pins at the end of a lane We'll knock out your spotlight and put an end to your fame Put a DTP pendant at the end of your chain And put the booty of a switch at the end of a plane Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that Get back, motherfucker, you don't know me like that Greetings, comrades. My name is Adam. Hi, my, my name is Ryan. Welcome to Hi. Ryan and Adam's show, where we just heard Get Back by American philosopher, 
poet, and I believe genius, Ludacris. Atlanta, Georgia's own Ludacris. I don't know much about him. Uh, his album, Word of Mouth. Yeah. Spectacular he, he's, and underrated. He's in the Fast and the Furious movies. Yes, he has done some acting. Yeah. And uh, that, I, that I know. That I know. I've recently, as you know, watched those. Two excellent songs about stepping <coughs> off and telling someone to get out of your way. First, first of all, you have Move Bitch, Get Out the Way. Yeah, now that one I know. Get Out the Way, Bitch, Get Out the Way. I mean, yeah, I, that song fucking rules. And then you have Get Back, he Motherfucker. <laughs> you don't know me like that. Now, they, are they on the same album? They are not, so he can spread it out he could spread it out feels like one was successful so he was like people seem to like it when i tell people to not be in my face so so do it again i mean that's something we can all relate to now i only know that song because of tropic thunder where the cruise is dancing in the fat suit i think most people know that yeah. song from that scene i don't know it otherwise i've never listened to this album that you speak of i, I i've never done so i don't i don't know much of him well get back is on his the red light district album which i have not heard but word of mouth you got area codes you know that you know the song area codes <sighs> i got hose I got hoes and different area codes. Like, you don't know that one? I love this version. I don't know. I'm sure it sounds nothing like that. It does, dude. Okay. Well, I don't know that I one. I will play it right now. No, I won't do that. I, We're not doing the ludicrous hour. No. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, if you're a guest that knows a lot about ludicrous and you'd like to join us for the ludicrous hour, please email us the truth. Did I say a guest? If you want to be a guest and you know about ludicrous. The truth, Ryan Adam at gmail.com. We don't play enough um, rap or, or hip hop uh, of sorts. Well, I'm beginning the correction today. There's with, a lot of Ludacris. good stuff out there, and I yeah. think it's good to every now and then mix that in, you know? Yes, and I, I'm I'm committed to uh, mixing I, it up. I, 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 I am starving. Can I just tell you that? I just realized it. My, <laughs> I'm like, it just hit you. I was like, why do I feel so lightheaded do you want do you want some uh pretzel twists i might i might I, maybe. that's all the food i have i have pretzel twists i have pop secret that's been in, in the pantry for two that. years i got that in the pantry for two years i think yeah what is, what is it about pop secret living in the pantry for secret. two years it's a secret well you buy it and you're like maybe i'll make popcorn while i watch a movie and then of course what the fuck when are you thinking about that i, I never want popcorn at home ever it's a weird thing to think you will want. I don't know. I, I bought it for company, but then I don't have company. So I, I ate once today at 9 a.m. I just realized I have not eaten all day. My stomach is gurgling. And I went, I'm not saying this for food. I'm just saying it so if I come off sounding like hungry, peckish, <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm, I'm starving. I'm fucking, oh, you know, that's not true. Actually, I did eat something else during the day. Why am I so hungry? Well, I got to eat dinner, that's for sure. So I'll get home tonight. I'm going to jam something in my mouth before I go to bed. What might that be? I've got some meatballs. Oh, so you actually have something in line. Yeah, I, I, I have some meatballs. I have a couple things I, I could do. You're not going to do a drive-by stuffing? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I try not to do those anymore. Yeah, you got to avoid the drive-by stuffing. I, I buy the, like I said, I buy the, the pre-made food and... Um, I don't know. Someone told me that it sounded depressing. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a, I have a chicken cutlet in a pre-made. Pre you know, they made it at ShopRite. Sure, yeah. I heat it up. I eat the chicken cutlet. And I, people were like, don't like you? Like Stouffer's? Is it a Stouffer's no, it's, situation? It's, it's, see, this is the thing. It's not like a hungry man. It's, it's in like a Tupperware. They make it there. And so it's... Oh, made by <coughs> uh, ShopRite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just a piece of chicken, and then I heat it up, and I eat it. Or meatballs, I got. A, I got. A little, I've done that before. I. That's my. That's it. That's all I do now. I would I, say that's a step above the hungry man. The hungry man is where um the, de all, the depression kicks in. I agree. That's the like detective the who hasn't solved the case and he's <laughs> drinking a beer and eating hungry man. No, I. I. I know it's still not a huge step up, but it's it's. I think it's real food. It's prepared in mm -hmm. a kitchen, and I eat it within a week. It's not like you know drenched in preservatives and shit. I think everything I almost everything you know almost everything I've gotten from Shoprite in that situation has been, you know. Well, that's another thing. Is like good. I, I've done the dinner thing. 
uh, the pre-made dinners, and they're mm. almost are always bad. These Shoprite ones are good. Yeah, I'll eat the chicken and the meatballs, and it's like tastes like I made it at home. Yeah. Occ- good. Occasionally, you'll get a dud. <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean yeah, I, I, yeah, something that's too dry or something. But really, it's it's I've been doing it for a while now. You're not a sushi guy, are you? You don't look like a sushi guy. I'm, oh, oh yeah, we've 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 gone eaten over sushi this. before many times or twice together. <laughs> I'm not anti sushi. But you're not uh, going to get Shoprite sushi. That's not happening. I'm. I've thought about it. I went. Should I get? Should I get sushi? I've thought about it, but I. I. I have not done it yet. I would. I'm I would, not against it. I honestly would get it. I'd probably go less exotic. The less exotic, the better. And I would eat it immediately. You have to eat it immediately. Oh my god! Like, forget about it. Also, I don't know anything about sushi, so it's like I don't know what the fuck rolls you're supposed to eat. Nobody knows what it is. But, They're but, just colorful, colorful rolls of. <laughs> Fish and rice and avocado and uh, what else they put in them? Asparagus and... I don't know. Tuna? Tuna. And yeah. I don't know. You don't know what you're eating. Nobody... If, if People say, they you, go, well, I get the so-and-so roll and I get the this thing and I get... they. There's people that seem like experts. Yeah, when it's in the roll, forget about it. Nobody knows what they're eating. Yeah. Ever. Never. They never know. But if it's... Um, Interesting. The shashimi... Shashimi? Am I saying that right? Is that what we had? Where it's just a piece of fish right there uh, on, on the- top of the rice, then you can kind of identify it. You're like, okay, that's salmon, all right. That one's tuna. I don't mind fish. Right. I'm not a big. I don't like shellfish. I can't do the crab and the lobster. I don't, really, it's not. I the don't shrimp. Shrimp's okay, but I don't like uh, crab and lobster. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, not even a lobster roll. You ever have a lobster roll? I don't like it. No, I you're don't. not into it. We went up to Maine. I got. I tried it. I thought this is just not for me. I don't know. Not a lobster man. I think. I think lobster is probably terrible. I. That's another. These are these are theories of mine. I think lobster is shit. Well, you're not entirely wrong. You know they used to feed it to prisoners. Poor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ocean bugs. Yeah, it was. That's what know. it is. It's garbage. And pe- but they now they They're sell the it rats of the ocean yeah and now it's a delicacy and now somehow they've convinced people to be like oh you've got to try the lobster it's well, like if you cover it's disgusting it in, I don't know if you cover it in butter it's pretty good I don't know I'm into it I, I, why don't we just eat rats then why not <laughs> I I've never heard anybody have a good reason as to why we shouldn't it's a delicacy they can breed them I don't know it's crap to me <laughs> <laughs> so we got a. Uh, <laughs> I am so hungry and tired. I'm sorry. I'll get the pretzels, man. I'm not going to start munching on pretzels on air like a savage. Like some sort of unprofessional. Like some kind of disgusting. Starving. Yeah. I got preserves. I'm all right. What but, are we doing? Yeah, we'll deal We'll deal with the heavy breathing instead of the chewing and the heavy breathing. Yeah. We have so many emails. I, mean, I would love to read a few if you if you'd allow me to. <laughs> I beg of you. I beg of you to read a few. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about fast food again. Yeah, like I we know. always do. Lobster. We're, we're slowly making the trip to fast food convo. Yeah, I know. and then before you know it, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> and then... That's such an ongoing joke, but we really don't talk about Spider-Man. It's the, you know what that's from? Is from now exactly... What four years ago? Our first episode came out in the middle of August. I don't know the mm-hmm. date. I don't care. So where are we at now? That was nineteen. Mm-hmm. So nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. So we just broke off four full years. Wow. Of doing this podcast, we are going into our fifth year Ugh. of doing this podcast. Who would have thunk it? Certainly not I. I never in a million years. And I'll watch a movie now and go, oh, I remember we talked about that in like 2021. And it's like, holy fuck, we've been doing this for a long time. It's weird. This is the longest relationship (laughs) I've ever ever been in. It's really weird. Mm. It's really weird. But we're going to keep going. Keep rocking and rolling. So this email is by, uh, am I losing my voice too on top of this? <clears throat> I was I don't know what's happening to me. Maybe I'm dying. It's from Dylan. Dylan J. Jacobus. Hey. Um, subject line, dragging it around. Well, I got this one hair on my mustache here. It's bothering me. Hold on a second. I'm trying to lick and get this down here. All right. Dear fellas, specifically Ryan. All right. All right. 
Oh, this is from when I went to that drag show. This is from July. Drag shows are fun. I had an amazing time at a drag brunch in New Orleans a few years ago. Did I just get a text while reading this? Sorry, guys. Read the text real fast. <laughs> I just went to a, a drag... It's the drags. A drag brunch in uh, New Orleans a few years ago. And yes, you are right. The feeling of being kind of an outsider and not wanting to look like you're making fun of the performers is totally a thing. But I can tell you, as a friend of people in that scene, I can tell you... that He says <laughs> that twice. They know who the real cool cats are. If I were a betting man, which I am, I'd, I didn't know that, I'd be putting money on the odds that nobody thought you were a jerk. Performers in all capacities have some kind of desire to freak people out, right? These guys called the Butter Boys do that, I think. Have you heard <laughs> of them? I have. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyways, <laughs> don't worry about it. All us weirdos know exactly what we're doing, and as well, and as long as nobody's a total dried-out, moldy piece of meatloaf to you, you're going to have a good time. Does that analogy make sense? Maybe not. But imagine it for a second, and if I were a betting man... Which you are. <laughs> I'd bet you can think of someone you know who's a dried-out, moldy <laughs> piece of meatloaf. I sure can. I don't have anyone in mind. I'm just saying, ha, 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 ha. Ha ha. You're cooler than you think. Love, Dylan. Hey, thanks, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Um, wow. Now, I've never been to a drag show, but... I could say I have now. now I was here, very, very intoxicated, but I remember it. This feeling of being an outsider in a place... Um, where you feel... Where as, you yeah. are an outsider. Uh, yeah. One, one thing I really struggle with really bad is open mics. I... Ooh, like watching open mics... And especially, I'm, dude. And if I'm with the wrong person, like if, yeah. I, if I'm with a guy, I could really get into a hardcore cackle fest with. I'll just lean over and I'll, I'll eviscerate some dude. of these performers privately, you know, between between me and my boy. But I tell you right now, and I don't want to go too off subject here, but I can't. It sounds mean. I can't do it. I can't watch it. I can't. I can't watch amateur. Uh, poetry or stand-up or a guy with an acoustic guitar. It's no offense. It's brutal to me. It's I mean, brutal. We used to... <laughs> Jeff uh, Jeff and I used to play open mics a lot, and we would go to a bar up in Sussex County, and uh, you would get these guys that come up there... Now, some people are great at it. Don't know. They don't know how to tune the guitar. Let's just say some people are great at it. And uh, they try to play... Nirvana or something. And good for them for trying. They can't. I, they, I never would have had the guts. They like, can't sing. I don't want to shit on them too much. And it's it's so hard for me not to throw a tomato. Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna yell and and I'm not a heckler. So I think I got that going for me. I'm not a heckler. I think drunk once I I yelled out something I shouldn't have. Yeah, I regret that. It was once, and uh, I instantly knew it was the wrong thing to do. It was karaoke. I think I yelled, you right. suck. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I've never heckled. I can think of one opening band, like it was at a huge show and I'm in a sea of people. Yes. I'm, I might have booed them, you know, because they stink. But at a, an intimate open mic Ugh. amongst people, locals in oh, Sussex you can't. County. You can't. That person's putting everything on the line up there. You can't shit on oh, them. Oh, no, I would never do that. Yeah. But if I'm hanging out with the right person, I will turn to them and I will say something yeah. really mean to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't really believe, even though nobody else heard me, I don't believe I'm cultivating the proper energy and I probably shouldn't be there. And and I will say yes, and I know the feeling. Mm. I absolutely know the feeling. I actually think it wasn't until years later that I learned a lot of these people that go to these shows liked me, and it'd be like, oh, they that did. Well, you'd, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, yeah, this person thinks you're funny or whatever for years, and I'd be like, who? They do? Because mm. my thinking at a, a lot of shows, not all, but a lot of shows, was always. I I like I don't belong here. Yeah. What am I doing here? I'm standing awkwardly in the back. I was never good at it. I was really never good at it. It's a weird feeling being in a room full of people and feeling like you don't belong. Now, having said that, I feel that way, and I think lots of people do in lots of places. Oh, of course. It's a mental thing. But um, the drag show, I most certainly was not. Um, 
necessarily the the, the clientele. Mm. But I think he's right. I think people kept coming up to me and joking and talking to me. I don't think anyone thought I was like a jerk or anything. And he's right about the Butter Boys. Like, I know the moldy uh, meatloaf people. Mm. I know those people. For I work sure. with some of them. I know some of them. Those are the people I don't want to even see mm. Butter Boys because they're going to say you look like an idiot. They're not going to understand <laughs> the joke. They're not going to understand that you're being a weirdo kind of for fun. Like yeah. some people don't get that. And yeah. uh, those people suck. And I, I had fun. I did have fun that night. But yeah, I do know that feeling of being at a thing and being like, I feel like I'm ruining this for people because I'm not the yeah, guy. You're cultivating the bad energy. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, having never been to a drag show, I feel like um, they're a little different in that. I, I believe it's mostly lip syncing. Yeah, that's, well, there was a couple song parodies because um, yeah, what happens uh, with me is it's always it always comes down to the to the talent, and that's the thing that I, I tend to. There was to, a, a bearded drag that sang, um, I tr- you know that song, uh, <laughs> bearded drag. Yeah, who sang? I tried to suck a cock and I choke. Tried to play with your balls, but I fumble. You know that song? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Macy, Gray. Macy Gray. That was interesting song parody. Mm. I got nothing more to say about that. But it, it was at least like everyone's having fun. I've been to shows right. where it's – this is where it gets – this is where I feel like I'm really giving off bad energy is when it's somebody who's being really serious. When it's somebody who's like, I'm going to tell you about my – like a poetry's big on this. Or it's like, I'm going to tell you about my like, you know – my life and then mm. there's just like they're getting real mm-hmm. and serious and you're just like i am not the i i this is not for me well, like if they're talented it could be compelling of course but if they're not or i'm just immature that's yeah you see that's where i might just be immature that's I, where yeah and that's what i am when i'm turning to yeah, the guy and making fun of yeah. i'm being i'm being immature in like, the face of a lack of being compelled in the yes. face of a lack of talent yeah, or or yeah, my preference, and then you're going, and then then you feel like a jerk. You yeah. really do. You feel like ah, everyone's probably like, we're trying to have a good time. We like this. Was the bearded drag guy good? Was he f- at least funny, it was entertaining? A, it was a funny song parody. I mean, am I gonna pay to see them do it again? You know what it is though. Again, it was like everyone's laughing. It's all like a big lark. Everyone, it's like a party. Everyone's mm. having a good time. Yeah, I don't think anybody is up there being like. I'm I'm gonna blow you away with my comedy. You know what I right. mean? It was it was fun. It was supposed to be fun. Yeah, it's a celebration of people letting their freak flag fly, right? Which I love, right? That right. I love. Yes, it's it's when it's I don't know. It's so mean to say because people should be able to do things right. in public if they're not talented. The reason you know? why I never was always too scared <laughs> to do anything publicly is because I was scared of people like us. So that's what you learn is you – I was talking to my buddy uh, uh, recently about this, and he said he's like, I am so judgmental of people, and that's why I'm so insecure because mm-hmm. I assume everybody thinks like me. So oh, yeah. it's like I'm up – I'm in the crowd going like, what's this person think? They're funny or they think they're cool? And then it's like, oh, well, this is yeah, the well, reason why – who the why, hell am I? Right. And this is the reason why I'm scared to do it because then people yeah. – I'm going to think, oh, there's me's in the audience. When really everyone should just be cool and supportive. Yeah, you turn to someone like, who's strangling the cat and like, right. well, what the hell did I do? Right. Other than sing that amazing rendition of Area Codes earlier. That was this, pretty good. Oh, I, you have I, you I do perform. You know, you I go. do, but I, I, uh, I yeah, like my you, voice has gotten worse and worse and worse. You know, I don't even think it was ever good. So, it was like, who am I? It was unique and who fun. Who am I to to go up and make fun of the? The kid playing Nirvana with that doesn't know how to tune the guitar. I was that. I was him. I kind of still am him. I remember you playing a show, and every time nobody would clap, you'd go, you'd get mad. You guys can clap, you know. You remember that? No. It was at the Hungry Hippo. Okay. I mean, we're talking 2006. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. I think it was ever. I guess I wouldn't put it past myself. Although that's a tough thing to admit. I don't think I would do that now. In fairness, the crowd was terrible. Yeah. I mean, everyone was cultivating a bad, a bad vibe. I will say, like, it's here's what I will if say. I did do that, it was you were a child. I was to be mean to the audience, not because I wanted. Uh, it was yeah, because I was. You were mad at the audience. I don't think it was you being like I deserve it. Yeah, I will say 
Um, well, this, I certainly didn't. This mustache hair. That's why they didn't clap, probably. Nah, they suck. <laughs> I will. Say, I didn't belong there anyway. I will say, um, if you do a thing, I think you feel a little bit better criticizing it. So you've performed music, so I think you are a little bit more... Yeah, but like, who, um, who am I, Mick Jagger? No, but you've done it. Like me, like I've never done anything, but now I guess I'll, I've made, I've done sketches. <laughs> You've done some, I've never done anything. We've done some sketches and we've done um, uh, now a movie. Movies. So if I watch somebody make a movie. We've done movies, okay? And I, if I see someone do a movie, and I don't mean a professional. I mean like an amateur do a movie or a sketch. And they're like, isn't it funny or isn't it good? And, you know, I feel a little bit better. Like, I feel like I can look at it and think like, no, it stinks, you know? But but I, it's because I kind of have done it. Right. But who am I? Like you said, who am I? I'm not fucking uh, a professional. We're just jerk-offs from yeah. New Jersey. We yeah. don't know what the hell we're talking about. Nobody knows what they're talking about, but you got to criticize people sometimes. Mm. I mean, come on. You judgment. Can- judgment is such a um, no-no now. Don't you can't pat life is just a series of judgments one after the other. I that's I, what it is. I think, oh man, that, now you're really like unpacking. Oh. But I think that the whole thing of like people fight over whether or not the world has gotten too, oh, they will use the word woke or soft. And then there's people that will fight over whether or not, like, well, what's wrong with being nice? Again, like most things, I think the answer is somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. as like Seamus would say. But I think like. You have to be reasonable, you know? Life's tough. Yes. Fucking, you have to take a hit sometimes. Yeah, and uh, I believe in the first episode, we we talked a little bit about taking responsibility for one's own emotions. I think you're right. And and I do, and I, I hate to be that guy, so please excuse me, because I'm going to sound like an asshole for a second. Oh, I can't wait. But I do, <laughs> I'm going to sound like such an oh, asshole. I can't wait. But I do think that uh, comedy has suffered because of the sensitivity of people. You fucking asshole. I do think that. <laughs> and and that, and I am a straight, white, fucking dickhead saying that. So who, man, so who am I to say that? Mm. I don't think people should punch down. I don't think people should be bullies or dickheads. But I do think when it comes to satire, you have to be willing to look at, look, we were talking about freaking last week. Yeah. You have to be willing to be dangerous sometimes. Yeah. You have to sometimes push the boundaries a little. Everything is paralysis by analysis nowadays. People will an- analyze comedy. Yeah. It doesn't need to be analyzed to death. And it's yeah. And they'll do it before it's the product is finished and then it's really um it's, just sterile and I know. And I I I watched um I know you, you, you we've talked about it. You're not a huge fan of it. It is not a, a great put-together movie, but it's very funny. I watched Caddyshack recently. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier. Which, I like Caddyshack. I like a lot of those boomer comedies that I guess now people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Blues Brothers a lot. Like, yeah. I, I like those movies. But Caddyshack is basically just, like, glued together. It's a bunch of funny people oh, yeah, yeah. on cocaine. They glued <laughs> a movie together. But I, I rewatched that movie on Netflix, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture. Right, yeah, yeah. With Will Forte that's about the guy that wrote that in Animal House and mm. National Lampoon. And it's like the movie even will say it, and everyone knows it, that they were sexist and racist and they did like inappropriate jokes. Oh, yeah, jokes. Those, those National Lampoons, yeah. those old ones are, whoo. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Like, times had to change. But when you see some of those jokes – like the cover of the one magazine being a gun to a dog's head. And it says, if you don't buy this magazine, I'm going to kill this dog. That's hilarious. Yes. And yes, like, it is. And there's so much comedy from that shit that I'll look at and be like, that is so fucking funny. And I don't <laughs> think they could do that now. And that's <laughs> such, and that's like a bummer. That's a bummer to me. I think we've, I think we talked about this in the first episode. I think you're right. Yeah. Happy uh, four years. But yeah, to me, it's just like, I don't know, man. You have to push it a little. I love, uh, I love when someone says, <laughs> and, and I'll still hear people say it in um, certain settings where it shouldn't be said, but I love it when someone's angry at someone and they're like, I'd like to bounce his head off a wall. So you know, do I. Like, yeah. like, I know that they're, it's, they're, it's a joke. Right. But some people would run to HR if they heard that. Right, you know? like, right. 
I don't want to be. I don't know. That's like one of the very few things I like about my job. And oh, sometimes, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like imagine those guys say oh, some say some gnarly stuff. Sometimes it does come with sexism or 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 not as often as you may think, but racism or bullying. It does. Sometimes it does, and it's like a bummer. Like I'm not for that. And I will say like, all right, man, relax. Like because uh-huh. I'm not for that. But the fact that we can kind of like curse and like make jokes and everyone kind of knows like he doesn't mean it. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. I kind of miss that a little in 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 movies and in comedy. You know that, what, you know what kind of sucks? What? Having a horny coworker. Oh my god. Do, I I have know, I, ha- I have Doesn't one. that suck? Yeah. Every job I've ever had. I know exactly what you mean, which is so weird. I've had at least one horny coworker. We had we have a couple, but I, there's one in particular. Yeah. Who yeah. Where he will say something and you're like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? They, they just, they, the only thing they want to talk about is, is yeah. how horny they are. And forget it. You know the stereotype of like blue collar guys seeing a girl and being like, oh, hey, yo. <laughs> Nobody does it out loud anymore, but they, oh my Lord. Some people still do it out loud. The one coworker is just like, oh yeah, I'd like that on my face. <laughs> like I'd like to, I'd eat her farts. And you're just like, what? Like, just say you'd have sex with her. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, like there's those guys. There's still those guys that are just like buffoons, buffoons with that shit. The only time it's really funny is when it comes from somebody you don't expect and it's yeah. very, very well placed. Uh-huh. And then it's like you're not even laughing at you're laughing at something else though. You're laughing at the messenger yeah, yeah, yeah. and the timing. Yeah. More than you're laughing at the content of the joke. I know what you, you know? mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel I've never been I look, of course, but I've never been one of those guys that was good at being like like yeah, check that out, and like I'm just I don't have that in and me. Th- that I feel like that used to be commonplace yes. among men, and now it's extremely frowned upon. But that and for good reason. I was just gonna say, and that is where like I say it's somewhere in the middle some, because the changing of the times is good in many ways. But like, some, some people didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah. And those are the horny coworkers. Yeah, you know, and, no one let them know, dude. Not cool. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but I remember right. I I was working with this guy, and this this wasn't a joke, but it was such a it was such an awkward, awful moment uh, when I used to uh, work video gigs. I worked with this dude who he was he was the horny coworker, and I remember we were pushing road cases down a hallway, and there were some women that you know we needed to get around. And he's like, "Don't run over the pretty lady with the road case." Uh, like, in, like he in, couldn't help with, himself. Within an earshot yeah. of her, and I wanted to climb in the roll the yeah. road case and roll myself off the side of the building. That's how embarrassed I was. We had a guy that was really bad, and he actually it does not work there anymore because of it. Mm. We had a guy that was real bad, and it was just you couldn't. If you were with him and a girl walked by, you immediately just were like, oh, Christ, like, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to hide under the truck. Like, where, like, you just, you couldn't do it. You just, it was, and it made everyone uncomfortable, which is why it was a problem. But it was just like, like you said, man, some people got to get the memo. You know what I, you know what I hate is when people call girls doll or deer. I can't with oh, that. Oh, uh, anything. Yeah. That's, Honey. Oh, that is gross. It's yeah. like, ugh. It even know. pisses me off when women call me honey a little bit. I guess you know what? I don't really care. I know what you I I <laughs> you it, know? it shocks me a little. It's, it's, like, what? it's a little bit uh, okay. And then you yes, move on. Exactly. Yeah. I guess yeah. it doesn't make me angry, but it's something that I, I know. notice. I, I, I probably just love that they're talking to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're talking about me? Move out of the way, hun. Uh, okay. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. yeah there's I get I've I've Yeah. Ludacris's famous song, Move Out of the Way, Hun, is a, is a really great. Please move, Hun. Hun, watch out for the pretty lady. Uh, the Ludacris song. Fuck that guy. All right, so let's, you want to do another one? Email? Oh, of course, yeah. All right, this is a Josh Chen. Oh, boy. Yeah. Buckle up, people. We got a Chen. Uh, subject line, Reindeer Games. <clears throat> Adam. 
I'm currently writing a song about how I was born in a small town, and I'm having trouble coming up with a good rhyme scheme for small town. Can you su- <laughs> can you suggest other ways I can rhyme small town? How many times can I rhyme small town with small town before people start to notice and get upset about hearing the word small town? I plan to throw people for a loop by rhyming small town with big town in the middle of the song. Also, I think it would be extra poetic if in the song I also die in the same small town. Writing you from my small town to your small town, Josh Small Town Chen. <laughs> oh, God. That was genius. Yeah, uh, but that song really sucks shit. You know what? It's such a shame that the U.S. government gets Chen and something <laughs> creative doesn't, you know? Yeah, when he really puts his mind to these emails or, or certain texts, it's like, yeah, he's a funny guy. Uh, he, he, can, he, can, he, can, he can piss you off sometimes, but... He has such a fascinating mind. He pissed me off a little recently by saying that on the Jason episode, I interrupted him too much. And I told you I was going to bring it up on the air. Mm. I did a poll, and the most people did not agree that I interrupt too much. Thank God. I got people that were voice recording to me. Like, no way, you just keep the show going. I got them. <laughs> I, rec- I saved them. So, like, You want to play any of them? Yeah, I'll play one. Okay. All right, let's play... Uh, you got one? Yeah, I got one right here. Hold All on. right. All right. This is a uh, former guest. Come on, it's loading. Nick Suen. But yes, as far as the Ryan and Adam show go, I don't think that you interview. I don't think that you interrupt Adam all that much. I think that you treat uh, your co-host as well as your guests very well, and you let everyone speak. You tend to be a little bit more uh, long-winded than everyone else, but you're. I don't really notice that you cut anybody off by any means if anything you really keep the show going you uh-huh. add a lot of value and you know from time to time there is going to be some banter between the two of you you guys have been friends for how long and plus you have a show together you see each other all the time the candor is part of the entertainment of the show that's what we like to tune into it's kind of funny to hear the little microaggressions between the <laughs> two of you mostly microaggressions from Adam towards you, if anything, but uh, it's just kind of interesting. So I, I don't really see it that way. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, you, you pulled that up suspiciously fast. I was, oh, I got it saved I, right there. Uh, yes, I, I just wanted to play that and say that I got a lot of that. Now, I know I interrupt people sometimes. Maybe I need to work on that. I get like a nervous energy. Yeah. I want to keep it going. The uh, the key phrase in the poll, I believe, was too much. Mm-hmm. Do I interrupt too much? Right, right. So yes, exactly. I do, but maybe I like as long as it doesn't get on un, un, uh, uh, unentertaining to listen to. Right. So anyway, uh, next email you want to do? Yeah, let's do it. Great email, Josh. Thank Very you, funny. Josh. That song sucks. All right, <clears throat> fangirl email. This is from now. I'm gonna. I hope I don't get this name wrong here. It's uh, let's see what we got here. We we could just do first first. Uh, names. Sophia, Sophia. <laughs> okay, okay, Sophia. Sophia. Here we go. I'm gonna read the whole name at the end because she gives it at the end. I'm gonna try. All right. Hello, boys. Well, what can I say? I guess I'm prophetic. Oh my god, I can't believe it took me a second to read that <laughs> word. I'm very embarrassed because I called your artistic geniuses in the guest book at your screening of Maddie Ice Pi before seeing the movie. I already held that opinion based on previous works, including this podcast, but wow, is it even more true now. For the record, I did not call any of you autistic, although I am working on an armchair theory that all people fall into at least one spectrum, whether it be Asperger's, ADD, OCD, etc. Where do you guys fall? Maybe you can guess mine based on this email. Discuss amongst yourselves. There's more, but let me just say... Uh, I think she might be right, but I'm not about to guess where she falls. I <laughs> uh, would not be right. I would be remiss if I didn't give a special shout-out to a short that also was screened, Dog Necks. Mm. As I already said to Jason in real life, I typically can't handle anything with sad animal stuff. But that was a truly 
perfect piece of comedy. Funny enough, I had recently forced past and future guest Stephen Sabrini to watch Guys and Dolls, which I felt was really being channeled in that sketch. Turns out Jason had never seen it, and Stephen never made it to the end of the movie. Are you guys confident enough in your masculinity to get down with musicals? Discuss amongst yourselves. Anyway, in the words of Chris Jenner, you're doing great, sweetie. Adoringly, your favorite fangirl and future guest extra, Sophia E. Formally Capitorto Wise Sabrini. All right. Great email. Thank you, Sophia. Um, thank you. God, I was loaded with compliments. Uh Yes, at the <laughs> the the dog necks at the very end when when the uh the dog's heads get cut off, that uh, always gets a fun reaction, but I think that's just proof that Sophia has a excellent sense of humor. I, yeah, I definitely when we played that I did remember thinking like cuz we're like let's not play any problematic ones. And then I thought are people going to be bummed about all the dead dogs? But well, the funny you don't thing about see any dead dogs. Dog next it's 8 minutes of uh, a honeymooners or in this case a um guys and dolls yeah. kind of um parody tribute and then the last <laughs> 2 minutes is goes completely off the rails and you're yeah. on another planet. Now, I've never seen Guys and Dolls of you. I've seen stage productions of it, but she's probably referring to the movie with Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra, yeah. I, which I don't think I've seen. I have not, but uh I watched a lot of old-timey stuff when yeah. I was a kid. I watched a lot of like Abbott and Costello shit. A lot of listen here, say. Yeah, and the main inspiration was the bartender from It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> yeah. which I love that movie. And that guy like... We serve hot <laughs> drinks for people that want to get drunk yeah. fast. At the door, through the window you go, like that guy. <laughs> and I don't know what that accent is. But I'm sure that's what they're doing in Guys and Dolls. And I don't know what that is. And like you said, I used it's, to watch a lot of Honeymooners. It's old-timey movie talk. Yeah. Like nobody talked like that in real life. It was only <laughs> in the movies. I watched a lot of Honeymooners. They used to marathon it on like New Year's Eve and shit. And I used to watch it. And uh, then we had some DVDs. And um, I love that that cadence, but I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just fun. Old-timey movie cadence. Yeah. So that's what that is based on. Are we confident enough to, and with our masculinity to get down with musicals? Um, does she mean watch or make? Because I can really do either. I've we've done I've done musical numbers uh, in those college movies with Jeff. There was some musical. Yeah, the hobos. The hobos. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, we had dancers. Um, I grew up watching comedy musicals so like mel brooks uh even the simpsons monty python bigger longer and uncut south park for certainly team america so like i have nothing against musicals i think they're awesome but i tend to only really like it when it's like funny mm. when i watch a musical and it goes into or really fun when i watch a musical and it goes into a really like serious song it's like you're totally just pulling me out of the movie. Like a long time ago, they used to have musicals because it was like, you had to be a three, you had to be able to dance, sing, yeah. act. You know, people were going to the movies for 10 hours. Like it was a spectacle. Like they wanted to give you everything. And now when I watch musicals, it's like, I'm interested in the movie. And then suddenly it's like, Hey, do you want this drink? Do I want this drink? Do I want this drink? And then they break out into a song, and it's like, <laughs> I just kind of want to continue the fucking movie. Like, I don't want to be pulled out with by some song. But I have nothing against them at mm. all. I could, t I, I, I have no masculinity. I, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> that shit don't bother me. Yeah, the masculinity is neither here nor there, and has really nothing to do with whether or not I or you, I guess, can get uh, down yeah. with musicals. Maybe some people are. No, that yeah, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, I think musicals are cool. It's just I, I've never. I remember pitching a a Butterboys musical idea. I said I wanted to do that, but that would have been really difficult. It's hard. It, yeah, and you got to write uh, like two albums worth of material. It's I, I would love to do another musical number. I mean, yeah, the musical number. Is always awesome. I would love to do more of that. Doing one is. Yeah, you do one. Yeah, but uh, we kind of accidentally had a musical number in Matty Ice. Yeah, there's a little music awesome. video in there. Yeah, if people don't know, that was almost a direct parody from a scene from the first episode of Miami Vice. I don't think anyone will know that, 
but it works on its own anyway. Definitely not the first people to parody it. No, no, no. But it's it's a it's a, as the kids it, say a vibe. Oh, certainly. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. Musicals are cool, but like I'll watch um, like the dude who did Whiplash. I'll watch his movies, and it's clear that he loves like singing in the rain and shit. Or even Barbie was was like a big production in the desert. And there's a part of me that's like maybe I should watch more musicals. And I always think to do it. And then it's like, I just feel like I'm going to get bored. I feel mm. like I'm going to get half hour in and be like, I get it. They want to be in love. They can't be in love. They're singing. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just I, they, Most of them don't really interest me. I don't know. I kind of want to see all that jazz. Is all that jazz is a musical? I, I don't think. know. I, I want to see that as well. Cause I just Roy assume Schreier. anything that's directed by Bob Fosse is probably a musical, or at least it's going to have a lot of dancing. What about the classics? What about like the singing in the rains? Like, are you curious to see those? Yeah, I should see that. I should. I mean, I'm kind of kind of blowing it on that. I feel like just like as a homework, as a film guy, I feel like I should. You've seen like Wizard of Oz. Right? Of course. I grew up with Wizard of Oz. Sure. Charlie, Willy Wonka, you know, I watched that as a kid, you yeah, know. I guess, I, yeah, that's a musical. I watched all that shit, uh, you know, but 70s shit mostly. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not against it. Do you feel, do you feel like you fall in any of those spectrums? <laughs> I don't I uh I don't want to get into that. Yeah, it's a dangerous kinda, territory. Yeah, it's a very dangerous territory. I feel like probably she's right, but I don't want to un- unpack that. But mm. solid email and uh thanks. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Come on the show sometime, all yeah. right? She said for a uh, future guest. Yeah, she, you are a future guest. Yeah, for sure. Let's do this. I'm down. Let's make it happen. Thanks for listening. Um do you want to do another one? We, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do one. Let's do one more. Okay. Remember, guys, we're emails. Gonna, we're going to do one. At the truth. RyanAdam at gmail.com. All right. Good? Yeah. Oh. All right. We got an email here. We got a... Oh, okay. We might, only have time. <laughs> we might only have time for this one more. <coughs> Subject line. Nothing weird in this one. <laughs> this is uh, from Michelle. All right. And, uh, Okay. I like that everybody opens the emails with hi, fellas. We're the fellas now. Hi, fellas. I don't think there is any... Exp- Whew, man, I'm, I'm, you know what? It might be time to switch. You might have <laughs> to start back. reading them again. Yeah. I don't think there is any experience on this earth more vulnerable than attending a screening of your own film. Agreed. I give you so much credit for not only completing Matty Ice, but for showcasing it in front of so many people. I think there's probably more vulnerable stuff, but I get her point. <laughs> The friends I brought along were completely unfamiliar with the Butter Boys caliber of humor. I'm proud of how they handled it. We all had a blast. Great. Awesome. Comedically, my friends were most impressed by the Mitt Romney bit. I Thank you. I'm happy. Their greatest disappointment was the fact that the puppet didn't come alive in the mayor's dungeon scene. <laughs> One of my friends also thought that the puppet was on a crucifix when first revealed, which would have been crazy. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I much enjoyed Ryan's monologues, especially during the picnic flashback. Loving the compliments. You know, send more compliments, people. (laughs) I also think that Adam absolutely nailed his character, which was so unexpected and fun. Thank you. Matt Kay, of course, a gem and a sweetheart. Much respect to all who were involved. My current favorite songs off the soundtrack are Mayor of Boogie Town and Oh the Night. Am I crazy or was there a Jug and the Bug song towards the end of the film? There, there was a uh, a Joe Chegg track yeah. in the in the film. Yes, <laughs> your Nicole Kidman parody was gold, and I wish so much <laughs> that you could make it go viral. We really ought to post it. Fuck it. Going back to a few episodes, I agree wholeheartedly with Danny that Spotify is the only social media that matters. Mm. If it did have a chat feature, that is all I would need. I creep on what everyone is listening to: friends, colleagues, old classmates, strangers who leave their accounts open, lovers of friends who I'm weary of, listeners of the pod. The list goes on of this pod. Instagram shows a person's facade, but Spotify reveals the truth in their soul sometimes. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, sometimes. In a recent episode, you asked what Jesse Eisenberg has been up to. (laughs) Last year, he released a feature that he wrote and directed called 
When you finish Saving the World, about a mother-son relationship, it stars Julian Moore and Finn Wolfhard, Mike from Stranger Things. Yeah. I couldn't tell you if it's any good. Maybe I'll check it out. I'll write you guys again soon. Hugs, Michelle P. Michelle P., thank you so much Great for, that, email. for that update on where Jesse Eisenberg has been. Cause Finally. Because Lord knows I didn't know where that guy's been. I'm it, I'm loving all of the uh, these emails. These are good emails. Yeah, and that was uh, there was a lot of love in that email. I'm was, I'm glad she brought people that were unknown to us. And I'm they, glad like, she brought anybody. I'm too. glad that she dragged herself there because she came from such a a great distance. It's just always nice when people who don't know us like it. You know, my my one coworker went. I didn't want any of them to go, but he found out about it. And he went. He brought his girlfriend, and he really <laughs> liked it. And he does not know Matt. He does not know you. He does not know. Mm. And he really liked it. Um, his girlfriend did not like it. Although he <laughs> did say recently that he, she put a hat on backwards and said, "Got to go to the store and get some more." <laughs> so she remembered it. She remembered it. That those are. You know, uh, it's a rich character, that Matty Ice. He's a specific, weird character that we built this world around. It's like uh, they were playing the Bill and Ted movies recently Mm -hmm. on sci-fi of all channels. And I was like, in a weird way, like, this is also kind of an inspiration. It's like you – or Wayne's World, certainly. You take, like, a character that really shouldn't have a movie and then try building a world around this weird character. Yes. We need to release this thing. You know, we we, we still got people to see it. But – yeah, anyway, I'm glad people really enjoyed it. And yeah, I do want to uh, say about um Michelle specifically that uh we had a pretty we had a kind of a huge technical problem that needed to be solved mm-hmm. on uh in Maddie Ice PI involving um a montage sequence that the shots just weren't matching up and uh after dis- having her on the, our show, our podcast and her explaining her job, what her job, and what she'd done, and all of her in, insane credits, like this resume that I was completely blown away by. I I asked I asked for some help, and she offered to come here and show me how to use this software yeah. that you know we're editing with. And she came over. She did it for a meal, something that she probably could have charged me five hundred dollars an hour to do. She came over. Did for a meal. What was the meal? Uh, $500,000? $500,000 <laughs> worth of Chinese food. Was it Chinese food? Yeah, we got... Um, oh, this place, East Cafe in Dover. Excellent. Really? They, they delivered in seven minutes. Dude, I timed it the other day. I I called them, and 13 minutes later, I had my food. It, was, wh- it was insane. I got I to gotta go there sometime. Oh, it's, or it, we should order it, it sometime it's here. It's epic. Yeah. I might do it tonight. I don't know. But... I'm getting way off track. Yeah, uh, Michelle made that scene basically look like we shot it on the same day. Just saved this yeah. scene that it would have looked so amateurish without her input. I want to thank her for that. Yeah, and then I used things that she taught me later. Um, there's a scene where there was a something visible that we didn't want to be visible. Uh huh. And I, what she taught me was I could basically CGI that out and I, no one would notice. I, I didn't even know any of this, by the way. You did all of this, like, secretly. I didn't know. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. The, I knew she helped. I knew she came and I knew what she helped with, but I didn't realize uh, all this. You know what they say? They say, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Mm-hmm. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. She, they she, do say that. She taught me how to fish. So yeah. I really want to thank her for that. And we did get her a credit in Matty Ice PI. And oh, yeah. now all we need to just bring this full circle is to get that Matty Ice PI on Michelle P's IMDb. So, so we're like next to the Irishman. We're, we're right next to the Irishman. So we we are that's our like one degree of separation from the Irishman. Uh yeah. We, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not nearly as excited about that prospect well, as I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't really give a shit about IMDb. I, I mean, our our movie's a lot more entertaining than The Irishman, you know. So, <laughs> The Irishman might be better, but ours is a lot more entertaining. So, fucking watch watch out. If you're like hanging out on a Saturday and you're like, "What movie do I want to watch?" An hour and six minute comedy. I'm gonna bust my shit up, or fucking this three hour dreary fucking. Four. Four-hour dreary CGI 
anti-aging fucking thing. I remember she said Martin Scorsese gets his own bathroom for taking dumps. That's what I remember from that episode. That was a great story. I mean, there was some incredible stories. Yeah, yeah, they're good ones. Those are good episodes. But uh, yeah, man, I know we're still talking Maddie Ice, but I'm not ready to let that shit go. It's it's. <laughs> I got nothing else. I need to hold on to it. It was the event of the summer. I can't believe the summer is almost over. Does that blow your mind? It kind of blows my mind, yeah. I'm going to North Carolina soon for like a week, and I'm a little. it's a little melancholy that it's at the end of the summer, mm. but I think like if I think of the California trip with Chen and the movie release and all the little like things that we got to do, it, it was a pretty solid summer. It just went f- so fucking fast, man. Now, generally, I wouldn't do this on air, but tell me um- – are you you're not you're going next week or the following week? I'm going the last week of August. So I'm going down, I believe the 26th to the, like the 2nd or something mm. like that. So next week we got to make sure we make an episode for that week. Mm. We have to. All right, let me think about this. Or we got to record over the phone. We could always record over the phone. We've done it before. Or we can we are we can, we can do another one right now. I can't do that. You can't do it. No, I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. That'd be. I'd be way too late for me. I All right. I can't push it, uh, especially with having had not eaten. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I gotta call it quits. All right. Well, we gotta do it next week. I used to be a lot more willing to sacrifice my comfort for things like this. It, it, well, for Maddie, I say probably still would, but. I believe we should be able to get an hour in next week. I have faith in that. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. And if not, we'll do a phone call. Well, we'll make it cool. Let's make it a phone call. We'll make it cool. Conference we call. Yeah. We've done it. We used to do the Zooms all the time. We used to do it. Yeah, that's that's why we're still here. Still kicking. Still kicking. You're all still listening, and you can email us at the truth, Adam at gmail.com. And I think this was a pretty good one. I don't fucking know. We did it. I don't know what the what the what's. The, I don't know how to like accomplish a great one of this show. Did you laugh at all? Were you entertained for an hour? Are you not entertained? I don't know. <laughs> Are we done? You love that movie. It's yeah. I gotta go fucking eat something. All right, everybody. Uh, bye. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Take a